This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Let me ask you something. If negative impacts from the craziness of life affected your job, your social life, maybe even your well-being, uh, if you're struggling through the pains of alcohol or drug addiction or a mental health disorder, uh, hey, there's no better time than right now to seek some help. Uh, this can be an opportunity for you or maybe it's even your loved one, a family member to get back on track to finding the real you. Uh, you're not alone and Promises Behavioral Health is here for you. They can help you. Uh, now, I want to always say we've worked with Promises for years. There's a lot of people out there you could reach out to, but it's like, how do you know who you can trust? Um, we know their teams personally. I have relationships with them. I've worked with them personally. Uh, I trust Promises. That means you can too. So if you want to learn more about Promises treatment options in your area uh, for you or your loved one, here's what you can do. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy, or you can just pick up the old telephone, the old cellular device, and you can call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Zero. All right. Let's start the show. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer, and you're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. And if it's your first time listening, welcome. Glad you're here today. I got my good buddy, one of my best buds, Seth Mantra here today. Super excited to have him back on the podcast. He's up in the sticks right now, up in the woods. He's a veteran of the United States Coast Guard. He's been alcohol-free since I think sometime around 2010. have to verify that. One thing you might not know about Seth, he's a big fan of the hot yoga. Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about that before. I'm going to introduce him formally here in just a second. But are you tired of drinking? Uh, Maybe you're just over it like I was. We have a 30-day program designed to help you quit drinking for 30 days or more. It's called Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to quit drinking alcohol and stay sober for 30 days or more. Basically, you get a podcast each day with a new topic and an exercise, a community, a fellowship to help guide you through that 30-day process, as well as some support along the way, some motivation, some encouragement. And uh, you can check it out right now. You can get the entire 30-day program for 50% off. Just use the promo code 50% off. You got to spell it out. You can go to quitdrinkingdude.com. Check it out there. You can follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. Join us in our Sober Guy men's group on Locals. Download the app or you can go to that soberguypodcast.locals.com. All right. All the links from today will be in the show notes. I got my good buddy Seth here. This is the first podcast. Well, it's not the first official podcast of the year in 2022, but it is the first official podcast with a guest. And I'm happy to have my best buddy Seth Manter here as the first guest of the year. What's up, buddy? You're out in the sticks in Auburn, California. Or no, I'm sorry. What is the name of the the, the Yeah, bro. I'm not in Auburn. I'm not in Auburn. I'm up in Meadow Vista. Meadow Vista. Meadow Vista. It's nearby Auburn. That's what I meant. That's what I meant, man. Yeah. How is it? Yeah, we're just up just up to eighty a little bit. Yeah, man. No, it's it's good to be here, dude. Like super stoked. Uh first one for twenty twenty two. And it's been a while since I've been on the show too. So you know, like always, man, it's always it's always a good time, good honor, and you know, just to be able to sit and rap and kind of talk some sobriety and recovery, it's 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 all good. I love it. I love it. It's and it is. It's always fun to get on these together, man. We've known each other 
uh, man, since the fifth, fifth grade, I think, you know, and I, I, I actually, I was just at, uh, before this, I was running a little late today or tonight, actually, we had our coaches meeting for little league, which was awesome. And I'm super pumped to like, yeah, I'm going to be throwing my hat out there. Come on. They're eight. Like what's going on here. Now I'm going to try to yeah. hold myself. I'm going to, I'm going to try to be mellow and have fun. Of course I will. But I ran into a, a, a old buddy, um, that, uh, I haven't seen in a while. I think you remember Charlie, Charlie Miller, um, ran into him and he asked about the podcast and he said, man, are you still, are you still doing it with Seth or whatever? And I said, dude, so glad you asked that. As a matter of fact, like I'm headed right now to go record with him. So it was really cool. Um, you know, just to, uh, to get together again, it's been too long, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, dude, it's so crazy, man. Like even just seeing the kids, right? Like the kids are now the age where we met and it's like, to be able to reminisce and be like, damn, like I was your age when I met your father and we lived this whole lifetime together. And it's just kind of see like yeah. to see ourselves, you know, again, as, as, as kids in that age, dude, it's, it's so cool. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it is the friendship and, and, and that time dude, that we had together. It's, it's, I, I would say we've been through a lot of trials and tribulations, but I don't feel like we have. I feel like, you know, it's a, for the most part, everything's been pretty good. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary to think that our kids are at that age now too, because I know what our little dumbasses were doing in the fifth and sixth and seventh grade. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun though at the same time. So what else has been up, man? How, how are you? Give us a little update on what's been going on on uh in seth manser's life i get a lot of questions where's seth where's seth been how's seth doing so i know there's a lot of folks out there um you know who love you and are looking forward to hearing a little bit about what's going on yeah for sure man so um you know like i've always said man i live a pretty mundane life uh for the most part you know um you know obviously live a life of uh uh sobriety and try to better myself on a daily basis um you know, still, still just a regular Joe, have a, you know, a regular nine to five job, um, uh, in a bit of beautiful location. I get to go up to Folsom Lake every day and, and that's my office. So that's, that's pretty rad. Um, you know, and, and continue on with the recovery stuff. Um, like you said before, man, the, the hot yoga is, is my thing. Like that's my practice. That, that's what, uh, connects my, my mind to my body, uh, on the regular, on the daily basis. So, um, I try to practice at least four times a week. Uh, you know, it's been getting a little bit, it's, it's been getting harder, you know, with kind of with the move and all that stuff. So, um, I've been going in the morning and the evening. So yeah, so the yoga practice is, is in full swing. Uh, I actually hit it this morning at five thirty. 30, nice. um, just before I went to work. Yeah. So, so that's a big thing, man. And just, you know, like, uh, just, just trying to live this life, um, you know, uh, joy is happy and free as much as possible. Um, without that, you know, without the alcohol or the, the substance, um, you know, that kind of took me out of present moment, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah uh, just, just living it for sure. Um, you know, and, and you talk about, you know, a lot of change, you know, us, you know, we kind of did the same thing, man. We, we sold our house in Vacaville and sold a bunch of the stuff that we had and yeah. decided to, you know, move up the hill and up into the foothills um try and get out get away from the hustle and bustle as much as possible man of of, of suburbia big city um absolutely love it up here man i'm i'm amongst the trees 
you know, I see yeah. deer all the time. Wildlife is crazy. So, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm home, you know? Yeah, dude, absolutely. Absolutely. Good to feel home and or good to feel like you're at home. It's also a lot of change, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. I know bo- both of us. And we talked about this when we got to meet, uh, earlier this week, was that this week or last week? It was just recently, um, about life changes and things we're going through. And dude, there's been a lot of changes in the last couple of years. And I think if I was still drinking through a lot of these changes, there's a good chance I'd be dead, divorced, or uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows where I would be? Um, just because change is is tough. You know, it's hard to go through. It's hard to go through um, different times in life, and like, um, I don't know. It's hard to do it and and like be be focused or not focused, but aware of it, I guess, like the awareness of the, of the changes and of the things that are happening. Um, I guess probably that's why I drank for so long. Maybe, I don't know. Did you like, did you have a, tr- a any uh, adjustment periods like after moving and um, you know, it's, it's a lot all at once. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and you know, to sit here and talk and say like, yeah, I'm amongst the trees. Like I'm, I'm home. Uh, that doesn't go without the struggle and the stresses of just, you know, finding a new way to get to work. Like that's the minimal stuff dealing with all the dirt and the, and the bugs and the leaves, you know what I mean? And, um, so, so my wife has kind of, we've done the reverse. So I was commuting to work. So now she's commuting down to work. So that was kind of a, you know, a, a, a work in progress had to, you know, kind of be there, you know, still am there for her. Um, so I usually get home now first and, and take care of the dog. So the roles have switched in that. Yeah. Um, something, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely a struggle and change for sure. Um, but I think, you know, one of the, um, one of my favorite uh, meditation teachers always talks about change. Um, and he always said uh, the growth happens in the struggle or growth happens in the difficulties and I truly believe that, man. I truly believe that, um, you know, if change were easy, I don't think that we would, you know, we'd be so drawn to it. Um, and, and and for the most part, man, like, I'm not one of change, you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't like change. Um, but I think, you know, at some point in time, um, you know, I felt like I was kind of stuck and I, and I needed something new mm-hmm. um, or something different, you know, to kind of motivate me and, and get me back on track. Yeah. Um, you said something though, that I want to ask you. I mean, if you were still, you know, stuck in your addiction, drinking, drug and doing whatever the hell you're doing, do you think that you would have stepped outside of your box and made the changes? Um, um do you talk about? Probably not. I'd probably still be stuck. Like, I mean, that's a funny question and it's a crazy question, question, a crazy question at the same time, because, um, the choices we make, uh, in the moment shape our future. So like, man, that like, or, or, or the choices we don't make, you know, um, it's crazy to think about how one decision can really change the trajectory of your, of your life. And not only of my life, but like my kids' lives, my wife's life, like my family's life. Um, so to answer your question, absolutely not. I, I'd probably, I don't know where I would be or what I'd be doing. It probably wouldn't be, um, probably wouldn't be gr- good. I can, I can say that. Um, I definitely yeah. wouldn't have had the balls to, 
pack everything up and pack my family up and sell everything and go stay at the beach for, you know, a while until we figure out what the heck we are going to do. Um, you know, I think that, I think that we live in a society today that, and I guess it's not just today. I mean, gosh, we've probably been dealing with this crap for decades, but, um, just it's, there's a lot of fear instilled in, in people, in culture, in, um, just in general. And so the one thing for me that helps to, uh, curb that fear is just relying on God and knowing that like, I don't have the answers. I don't have control of everything, uh, but I got a good support system with my family, with my friends, with um, my recovery uh, buddies and communities and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what, I guess what keeps me going. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not, not drinking and doing that crap anymore though, but I'm too old for that crap now. Anyways, dude, I don't know. I don't think I could recover, you know, be down for weeks probably. Yeah, for sure. And dude, and so one thing that, you know, has been kind of really evident for me is the amount of gratitude uh, for the, that I have for the ability to, to have made the change or decided to make that change, man, like having that power um, and just kind of everything, you know, like we talk about it, like, um, you know, everything just kind of falls into place, man. And those are the things that are, that are meant to be. I know that for me, um, if I was still drinking and drugging as much as I was, uh, or any at all there, I would be stuck, um, exactly. Or I probably wouldn't even have the opportunity to make the change Yeah. because, you know, all of my resources would have gone to, uh, keeping that numbness or keeping that, um, that, that high or that drunk going, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't mm-hmm. even have the opportunity. So like I say, man, just full of, um, gratitude for for the opportunity to be able to um you know me and my wife we still talk about it man like come up here and live our dream you know what i mean like got a little bit of property you know what i mean um so so yeah dude just so full of gratitude but and again man like there's still you know there's still a struggle that goes on with that right so in california like dealing with in the summertime the wildfires like kind of living on edge you know what i mean like worried about, well, shit, you know, is, is everything that I just, you know, kind of quote unquote obtained, like, is it going to burn to the ground? You know what I mean? And, and, and kind of having to, you know, give up that kind of control to to mother nature, you know, that's just one of the many like kind of stresses of the, of what that change has brought on for us for sure. Yeah. That's scary. That's a, that's a little scary. You definitely makes you be prepared. I'm sure, you know, you got a lot of preparation to do beforehand. So you put yourself in a good position to kind of alleviate some of the anxiety, some of the stress around that. Uh, Cause it kind of comes with the territory. Right. And um, one yeah, thing you said, yeah. you, you said property and you reminded me of get off my property. You dad, damn <laughs> dumb bitch. How come old people say some bitch? My grandpa used to say uh, that all the time. Yeah. I said that some bitch. So I always do that voice and it always ends with a some bitch and then sometimes there's a property in there get off my property <laughs> i don't know uh, completely yeah. random sorry bro <laughs> yeah. sorry. But, i don't know but and, and so going back man like you know one thing that I, i've really had to do is kind of like separate my attachment with all my things right to, yeah. to be able to live in a place where there's that elevated wildfire risk man is just um knowing and understanding like yeah you know we got a couple we got a go bag um, you know, and a couple Tupperwares really close to the, you know, garage door, you know, God forbid something were to happen that we could throw it, you know, grab it, throw it in the back of the truck or whatever. Um, but yeah, really just trying to disconnect from, from all the materialistic bullshit, 
uh, that we think that brings us happy, you know, and I, and I think that's something that has brought like a lot of um, that gratitude on that I talk about and, and also a lot of the, you know, just the willingness to, to accept the change um, yeah. that, that we've made in our lives for sure. Stuff. Everyone stuff. has their stuff. I have a pod sitting in my driveway <laughs> right now that they're picking up two days from now that it has tubs of like Christmas decorations and just a bunch of random stuff an old ass couch that I don't know what I'm going to do with sitting in there. Dude. And I wish that somebody would just come take it away and just take it. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. It's more stuff. Yes, you know? So, so you're going to store it. <laughs> We're going to store it just so it sits there. Okay. I'll give Jess the the decoration stuff she's going to condense some of it down a lot of it's like christmas stuff some of it's old some of it's new stuff um but it definitely needs to be condensed down uh, i do have my backpacking stuff in there which i think is like a is a two-tubber so that you know that's important because it's mine right selfish yeah. son of a yeah. bitch <laughs> but you um yes yeah, some bitch but the couch like what are we gonna do like i guess you know maybe we'll i don't know maybe i'll put it in the garage here or something and make it like one of those nasty garage couches that just sits out oh, here yeah. you know can take a nap on it the dude on the couch i don't know but we all have our stuff dude and i think that you know, your point is really good in the fact of like, we have these attachments to things. And when those attachments are broken, whether it's stuff or whether it's people or whether it's time, um, that kind of falls in line with the whole change thing we're talking about. And it's like, you know, we, we get stuck on these things or these times. Um, and it's really hard to when those, when those leave us, you know, whether it's people, whether it's places, whether it's things like we've had a really tough time, especially the kids and Jess adjusting to not being by the beach now, you know, again, because mm -hmm. it's totally different. And we, we finally had a good talk about this the other day, all of us at dinner. And I realized that it's not so much like the beach. It's not so much the water, the people. I mean, that's a, that, those are all amazing things, right? But what I realized that all of us miss, it's the experience. It's that time that we spent together, just the four of us in that moment that we'll never get back again. Do you know what I'm saying? And that is a really, yeah. really hard thing sometimes to like accept and to let go of and then, um, but have it still live inside you and just really appreciate that time together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's cra and I'm so grateful that I get to have that some of that insight like I, like it's not you know I'm not trying to like complicate it or anything but I think uh if I was well if I was drinking I probably wouldn't have been down there in the first place but had I been drinking to that you don't care about that kind of stuff you don't get that kind of perspective on it you know yeah for sure dude and, and that brings up like a, a really like interesting point man that um familiarity brings on distraction you know what I mean so you're in this new place where you don't really know um, you don't really know anybody and you don't really have like the softball thing or the baseball thing. You don't have all these yeah. places to be, but together with the family. Um, and I think, you know, so when you, when you go back to your hometown or, or where you live for a while, man, you start, um, you know, wanting to hang out with the friends or, you know, you sign the kids up for the little league or all the, you know, all the little extracurriculars. And then, yeah, like you say, man, like you miss out on that time. Yeah. that um, you would have been spending with, you guys would have all been spending 
together in a place yeah. that was unfamiliar. Yep. So, I, I, bro, I, I totally get it, man. And, and you know, this is something that you and I both talked about, man. Like that that quote, like wherever you go, there you are. You know what That's I mean? Like sure. it's it, it's so true. You know what I mean? Like there was for a very long time, man. And, and, and even when we moved, I thought that it was going to bring like some personal change. But um come to find out right like there was still some of the the sorrows and feelings that i was having down in vacaville yeah and it's it, it, it's just a true testament man like wherever you go there you are you know what i mean it, yeah. you could you could change your your uh physical spot you could change some of your things your belongings you could try and fill that void right and it, and, and nothing is ever gonna do that for you until you were yeah um you know, content. And, and I don't even know if, if being content is even a thing. Like, I don't even know if it's obtainable. I know. Yeah. I don't know either. I think like, yeah, satisfaction, um, being content, being relaxed. But I feel like we're just wired sometimes to just want more, you know, like yeah. we want, we're trying to find that next thing. And actually I just, I don't remember where I was talking about this recently. Um, somebody but just that next that next thing and it it totally robs you of being in the moment what you're doing right now what you know like what mm. what you're um working on or who you're spending time with or whatever because you're trying to fill that next void you know and the for me the only thing i've found that fills that void is god like that's it like for me like it's the only mm. thing that i can 100 percent go back to and rely on and know that in my worst moment, when I'm feeling like dog shit, when I'm questioning everything, I'm doubting everything, I'm like, what's going on? I know that I need to um, like give it up in that moment and just go, God, like I need some help with this. Like I can't, cause I'm really trying to do it. I'm trying, to, and that's the problem. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's like, I gotta try harder. I gotta do more, Do. It's like, wait a minute. Maybe if, what if we don't have to do that? What if I just need to like give it up to God and just like really trust the process, you know? So I, I think that I'm really trying to do a better job of that today. Um, but it's, it's pretty tough sometimes, you know, especially when you have um, like other people in your life, family, kids, like everyone has different personalities. We're just cause we're family. We're all different, you know, and it's hard to keep up with it sometimes, you know, it really is. Well, for, for sure, bro. And there are so many like, societal distractions man like it's just kind of the way that we've been i like to call it domesticated man is that for one it's our human nature to be competitive right and there's only you know uh, most of us show through uh, our competitiveness through you know wealth or things that we have status quo or job you know what i mean like what's one of the first things that you used to ask or that you get asked of, of a stranger when you meet somebody like, Oh, what do you do for work? Yeah. Right. What do you do? And, and, and a lot of times it's, you know, it's, it's not cause you're really interested in what they do for work. Um, you know, it's because you want to know if like, do you have a better job than them or whatever? <laughs> and, and that's just kind of, kind of how I see it, man. And it, so there's that, there's that like that's uh, competitiveness for yeah. sure. And then yeah. man, just like being distracted, dude, like society, Everything around us, man, I think is 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 a way to distract us. You know, the phones, the social media, oh, yeah. um, us as you know, I, I can't say us, man. I can only really speak for myself, but you know, I have a really hard time being in present moment. Yeah. Um, 
and being with exactly what is, you know what I mean? And, and, and there's only one thing that does that for me, you know, kind of like you have, you, you know, God does that for you. Um, it, God does that for me as well. It's just kind of a different God. So, so the yoga practice is, is what helps me connect my mind and body um, to present moment because my mind will fucking wander yeah. no matter what. Mm. Body is always, always in present moment. So if I'm able to at least have some recognition, like I know that it's never going to be perfect, but have some recognition of what is actually going on and, and not being distracted from um, – you know, the things that matter or things that's like right in front of me. Yeah. Um, then I think, you know, I'm, I'm <clears throat> beginning to win the battle, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I think, I think society, man, or, or just our domestication, like I said, has, has, is really trying to get us out of, um, you know, the contentment, uh, contentment, um, gratitude, uh, present moment all, all, all like, the things right it's like our natural like human state that's how we connect spiritually and i think there's i think there's something to be said about the power of when a human being can connect to something higher and um, mm. i think a lot of that to your point gets totally uh you said domesticated which reminds me of the four agreements but i think that's the first time right. i heard like domesticated and actually put it together and it was like wow that's really interesting. Like, yeah, we're like domesticated as, as like anything right now. Um, but I think what it does with the, you know, the social media constant bombardment by ads and, and it really does disconnect us from the natural state and the ability to connect to something, which is what really feeds our body and our soul and our mind. So when we're not getting fed by that, um, it's really easy to go down a path of, I mean, even like mild destruction, you know, just of being unhappy, having anxiety, being fearful, um, being an asshole, even, you know, just being unhappy, period. And so I think that's why I, you and I really, we both love backpacking. I think that's a really good example or like hiking or just being outside because we do something like physical with it, right? There's a challenge involved and then we're out in the sticks um, you know, in the, in the middle of the wilderness, you know, just hanging out and trying to like reconnect back to that, um, like kind of more human state, I guess, where we're not so distracted all the time, man. And I'm as guilty of it as anybody too, by the way, don't, don't let me act like I'm not trying to say like, you know, I, cause I'm on my phone way too much and I'm on it for, and that's, here's what I'm going to say right now. I'm going to get, well, I'm on it for work and I do my business through here and I yeah. do it on my group <laughs> and it's, it's fucking valid, but it's also bullshit at the same time because like, it's really, I don't, I don't know how I, I, I try to do my best to be aware of it and acknowledge it and, um, and get, you know, some sort of the other side of the coin so I can stay connected because dude, it's so easy to go off on a path, you know, that's not good. Yeah, no, for sure. And bro, like I have that, I struggle with that too, man. Like just having a hard time just sitting somewhere. Right. Like even on the shitter, bro, like what's the first thing I grab when I go take yeah. a shit is the phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't just go in there or, um, you know, sitting at lunch, you know, after I eat my lunch, the first thing I grab is, is my phone. And rather than to have a conversation 
with the people that I'm sitting at the table with, you look at us and we're all sitting there on our fucking phones. You know what I mean? Um, so if, if there's nothing else that takes you away from present moment, right? It's that fucking little black electronic thing that we're all so attached to. Dude, totally. The little tracking device. It's in our pockets. We just, we just, we just, uh, uh, you know, willfully give up everything on it. And here, here you go. And when you said, um, how many times, let me ask you if you've done this, how many times, have you been somewhere like a store or in the public or somewhere and you look up and you'll see like a group of people, like let's say there's five, like Cash and I were at the golf course the other day eating some lunch after we played a little bit. And I look up and there's there's like five dudes standing there. They were in some sort of group. They probably just played in a little tournament or whatever. And they were um, they were all standing there and they were all on their phones, right? With their faces buried in it, just down the line. And I looked up and I was like, what the man look at these fool and i start totally taking inventory right and then i had to stop myself yeah. and go how many times have you been that dude standing there with your f- dumb face buried in your stupid phone you know what i mean like i've done the same thing and i don't i don't know how i don't know that there's a a, a right or the, a wrong answer maybe it's just being aware of it you know maybe trying to like not do it as much Maybe it's going back to a house phone. Trust me, I've, I've, you know, I've went through that scenario in my head too. Screw this phone! I'm done. I'm done with it. You know, it's like, it's a, it's interesting topic. Yeah. So I, for me, man, like when I'm at home, like I have to put that shit upstairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it's when it's me and my wife here, and we're, you know, you know, like the two hours that I get to see her a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I definitely don't want to spend it with my, my face in my phone. And not to say that I don't, because, you know, there are nights that both of us are sitting here and we got our face in our yeah. phone. But, um, you know, I really have to have like that physical separation mm-hmm. um, to get rid of it. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the other thing, right? Like you go and you hang out with some friends, you know what I mean? Like the dudes at the golf course. And you're all on your fucking phone. You know what I mean? Like you're only with your <laughs> homies know. fucking two or three hours, you know, just to hang out. Right. Yeah. And, and you're still, you know, connected. So what my dumbass has done, um, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't want to carry my phone anymore. You know what I mean? So I go buy a fucking Apple watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's just on my wrist. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I, I can't really surf the web with it. But yeah, so I got it yeah. so that uh, my excuse was so I didn't have to carry my phone in my back pocket with my tools and break it. Yeah. So my wife could get a hold of me whenever, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is, it's all complete bullshit. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's that, um, that need to feel like you could be reached or, oh, yeah. or like you say, it's that need of him. I'm so important. I need to be reached or, you know what I mean? Like, well, and then you find ways to it's, just, it's, it's just like drinking too. Like we find ways to justify the behavior, you know, well, I didn't need it because in my back, you know, in my back pocket, I didn't want to break it or whatever. Um, so I get it, you know, and then we find ways of how it's helpful too, because don't get me wrong. There's a lot of helpful things in technology, right. That we use, like for instance, when I coach baseball this year, and we've done this in the past, we'll use one of the group apps where the whole team and the team parents, they can all be involved in it versus back in the day, dude, you had to call like every single parent. And when, if practice, if it got rained out, you had to sit there on a list and go through every single phone call and go, I mean, it just took forever, you know, for the coaches back in the day when we were kids. And now we just have an app and we go, boom, boom, we make a little message. Hey, no practice today. So there's conveniences of it, which I love, but man, the downside to it it's like the dude we played, we played uh, golf with this dude who was a single, uh, 
from Vallejo out there. Cool, cool dude, man. Just kind of picked up golf recently and we were chopping it up or whatever. And he kept looking at his watch while, while he was hitting. And I was like, dude, I said, Hey Rose, is that an Apple watch? And he goes, Oh yeah, it is. I said, what do you got a range finder on there? And he said, Oh yeah, I got an app on here. So it tells me the distance and it, it actually it even tells me what club to pick. And I said, Oh my God, are you kidding me right now? So there, we don't even need like the human mind is becoming irrelevant. Tell me yeah. what club to pick. Tell me how far it is. And, uh, you know, hey, what the hell? I'll just wind up and smack it and then go to the next one. And as convenient as it is, I do, I will say this. I love a good range finder. My buddy Nate got a great range finder. So does Gary, too. So when we're out there, when I play with those guys, I should probably get one, too. You scope it out, and then it tells you you're 237 yards out. Okay, that's fine. But let me at least make the decision to pick the club. Can I just do that yeah. at least? You know? Yeah, for sure, is. dude. It's, it, it, we, I mean, we do it to ourselves. We you do. know what I mean? Like we continue to want to have the next best thing and so on and so forth. And, and you know, we look like, like you know, kind of beating the, the horse dead. We look to our phones for so much, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Because we don't want to have to think. We don't want to have to problem solve. Mm. Um, we would rather just kind of at the touch of a, a, a couple finger touches uh, get all the information that we had. And remember when you used to have to fucking write down directions? Like, <laughs> how do you get yeah. to your house? Let me write these directions. And then we got all, all advanced with fucking MapQuest. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, Jet I mean, it's it's just one of those things, dude. And, and like you say, man, you know, everything in moderation, right? But is my moderation the same as your moderation? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's different. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Je Jess's papa, just one of the most awesome dudes I know, just freaking hilarious. He still does that too. He did it to when Gary moved recently, or no, Joey, because jo Joey, uh, you know, we, we live nearby and he was telling me that all of a sudden Papa showed up at his house one day. And I guess a couple days prior to that, uh, he made Joe write down the directions for him. So, so you're going to go up down Brown's Valley and you're going to make a right right here. And then at the third stop sign, you see, there's a, there's a, there's a berry bush right there and you're going to make a left there and then, <laughs> just keep going down. It, that's how, that's how we used to do it. You know, it was kind of fun actually too. I would say so. Now we're just lazy. Isn't that, isn't that the same thing? Cause you mentioned numbing out, right? Like we, we numb out on that. Isn't it almost the same concept of drinking? Like we drank to numb out, we drank to escape. And I think I've done some, some podcasts and had some conversations around this too. Like Amazon is one of them, right? Or just shopping online. I've been on Dick's Sporting Goods a lot. By the way, Cash calls it Wieners. I think I told you that the other day. Are we going to go to Wieners, Dad? I said, Wieners? What are you saying? Dick's? Are we going to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to. Oh, good one, boy. Good one. Wieners. All right. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we shop. We look at things on there. That's a way of numbing out. Like, just like, so we don't have to feel. Feeling's tough. I don't know. Yeah. Why. So, I mean, I'm for, for sure, right? So, it's all of that. And I, and I go back to, I, I keep all my shit real basic, right? Um, it's all going back to present moment, right? How do we escape present moment? You know, uh, back in the day before 2010, before I went to fucking rehab, uh, it would be with the drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do I escape now? Uh, get on my phone. You know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm not entertained or I'm not somewhere I want to be, I'll pull that fucking little black device out dude and go yeah. you know deep into 
looking at farm animals on fucking Craigslist <laughs> or looking at like uh, kits to change my bicycle into a little moped yeah. on Amazon, you know what I mean? Which I can't fucking buy one in California. Anyway, which, huh? uh, I'm trying to find a way how to, how to, I don't know, get a PO box in Nevada or some shit. Cause <laughs> I really yeah, want to change my little crazy, beach man. cruiser into a little moped or whatever. But what about boots? Yeah, Do you no, want to search for boots? Oh, boot got yeah, I was got gonna, plenty of boots. That's a good got, one. Got yeah. plenty of boots. Yeah. So, types. but no, dude, it's it's definitely uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, dude. When when present moment is not satisfying enough, dude, it's it, going back to the phone is you know pulling that thing out. It, it definitely helps with, or or doesn't help. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it's definitely a distraction for sure. I want to, dude. Going back to the di- direction things, man. So. Um, irrelevant conversation you know what i mean but so it's so funny like that that whole generational thing like i went to pick up some firewood um from from one of the guys out here in the country right and i, and I was talking to him on the phone and i was like oh can you just text me your address he was like oh no i don't i don't text you know what i mean like i'm old and so he told me <laughs> he asked me where i was yeah. coming from um you know and I, I was coming from Folsom, and he you know he lives in loomis so you know, for, for someone that's not in the area, like it's a good probably 30 yeah. miles away, you know what I mean? And, and, and all kinds of different cross streets. It's five or six towns over, you know what I mean? And this dude gave me like spot on directions from where I was at in Folsom to his house. Hmm. Just by, so by knowledge, just by knowledge, area. you yeah. know what I mean? Like I would, I don't think if you told me, you know, or asked how to get to my house from where you're at right now. Yeah. Well, I, I probably could just because of the familiarity of the two towns. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think it's just a, it's a, it's a generational thing. It's a skill. Sure. It's a lost art, too. Like you said, because we're yeah. all lazy asses now. We just, just give it to me now. I just want to know. Oh, my God. My phone's not working. How am I going to get down to wherever I'm going? You know, it's like, man, got to learn how to read a map. I do know how to read a map. So I'm happy about that. That's good. Got to, got to know how to read a map. Um, man, sure. I was going to tell you something. I was going to ask you something. What the heck was it now? Um, well, oh, so, I, know hey, what, so, I know what it was. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll no, go ahead. pocket it. Well, I was just going to tell you it was nice to see um, your post today on the locals men's group. Like you, you, you put a good um, little share on there about some of your experience, bro. And I just wanted to call that out. I appreciate you doing that because – there's been a few dudes doing that lately and I have been trying, it's, it's been like, there's a lot more, um, uh, going on in the group lately, which I love dude. And it's hard to get dudes to talk about stuff. I've, I've noticed, you know, and, um, so we're really just trying to build like trust in there and, um, you know, just build a good community of dudes from all over the place who can joke around, have some fun and then share kind of like you shared today too. So I just want to tell you, thanks for doing that. Yeah, no, I, dude, I, I appreciate that. And, and bro, like scrolling through it the last couple of days, like, you know, like I'm not a big social media guy, man. I'm not, I'm not on the Insta. I'm not, yeah. I don't have Facebook. I don't, I don't really do all that shit, dude. But, you know, um, looking back into the locals, like the last couple of days, I was like, man, this is, this is really something that I could get down with, man. So I, I, I really figured, you know, like I, I should throw something out there and kind of introduce myself. And then, you know, of course, like dumbass me, man, like I, I get in the heat the moment and I hit that send button, dude. And then I read it and I'm like, Oh my God, bro. Like a lot of it came out, you know what I mean? But there's those, you know, a couple typos, man. And, 
and I, <clears throat> you know there's an edit button right yeah okay. yeah well and so <laughs> not having like the the patience to be able to give myself that time to do that but then again yeah. on the other you know on the other aspect of it man like i don't know i guess it shows that humanistic like not trying to be perfect, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, dude, it's it, it, it's a great, great platform, man. And I, I look forward to uh, being like an active member of that group. Yeah. Um, just for the simple fact, dude, like, uh, and it, you know, not, not to like blow my own horn or whatever, but I think there's a lot of things that I could learn um, from some of the people that are in that group, man. And, um, you know, I, I definitely look forward to getting to know some of the dudes in there. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's great. It's a great uh, resource for sure. It, yeah, it is, dude. And I'm 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 like I'm st- we still have this uh, sober guy podcast on Instagram. I ditched Facebook and Twitter, uh, or Facebook in like 2018, and Twitter two last last year or two years ago. Um, and so I'm kind of slowly like phasing these platforms out that I don't really like a whole lot. Right. Um, but we still, and I've gone up and down, but I've deleted stuff for you. <laughs> I'm done with that shit. And then, you know, you're yeah. back on there again, but the locals is something special. Like it's something that is an actual purpose. Like there's a men, there's a men's group. There's a fellowship forming and growing in there. And I think that's why, like, it's not just like, a bunch of random stuff on, on social media, you know what I mean? And, and I hope that helps. And, and I hope it's safe. If it, it feels like somewhere that's safe where like we can be dudes and just talk about stuff and not have to, to worry about um, what people are going to think, or are they going to say, it? you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's an open spot to do that. So anyways, man, I know. And speaking of that, do you want to take this question that we had from, come up from uh, today? Or did you have something else that you were going to say before that, before I jumped in? No, yeah. Let's, let's take the question. I, I, I mean, I, I probably did have so, something to say, but it was either a lie or not important. <laughs> I totally forgot it. So, well, yeah. If you, no, if let's, you remember, let's take the question. Yeah. If you remember, bring it up again. Um, so I threw this out there in Locals today, just kind of wondering, like, um, you know, as we, as we start to look to book new guests and um, – find new topics for the podcast and like, Hey, what, you know, what do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to ask about? And, um, J Nova seven ten uh, from the group. And I tried to, I tried to find, um, your name bro, like on there and I couldn't find it. So, um, but J Nova seven ten on there says, uh, in the question I wanted to talk about, I really have a tough time with frustration, anger, uh, being irritable, Uh, I'm newly sober, but I've been trying uh, for a while. And so I said, man, well, you know what? Like, shoot, this came in today. And I said, well, Seth and I are recording tonight. So why don't we just, uh, man, why don't we just address this on on today's podcast? Because I know you and I both have had had our own battle and um, still do sometimes with frustration, anger, um, being irritable. I'd like to say that I've came a long way, you know, since 2013 when I, you know, pre like or um yeah pre drinking or it was really bad but um i don't know where, where do you what are your thoughts on that man like what do you how, how should we kick this off and talk about it a little bit uh so bro like i think a lot of so when i when i look at my frustration and my anger um you know like i i still battle with it like on the regular um you know, I, I think it's, you know, it, it's, 
fewer and far between now, but it's still one of those things that I have to be really, really conscious of, man. And not to be cheesy or whatever, I think, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things dude, and the episode that you released today about expectations, um, or, or the, was that, was that today? Um, I think it was last night, I think, but today, yeah, it, it was like, yeah. So, night, yeah. <clears throat> so looking, looking at that, you know what I mean? And, and really seeing, um, how those two, you know, uh, frustration and anger and expectations, how those two kind of go hand in hand with one another, because I think that, you know, if my expectations aren't met, um, usually frustration, anger, anxiety, all those defense mechanisms definitely come to surface. Um, and then two, you know, this is something that, um, uh, one of, you know, one of the, the regular meditation teachers that I listened to kind of talked about is that, you know, like as humans, um, actually as, as this human, as, as me and my addiction, man, like I thought that life was an onset of just like pleasurable things. Like everything was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I was faced with those things that were not good, like I would remove myself from them uh, with a fucking 30 pack of Budweiser and a handle of Jim Beam. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was unable to deal with the things that would frustrate me or, or, or make me angry because I would just fucking drink it away. You know what I mean? And, and getting sober, like now I have to feel all that shit and I have to process all that shit. Yeah. in a way that is a non-harming to others and be non-harming to myself. Um, and knowing and understanding, right. That the instances where anger, frustration, um, anxiety and all that shit, knowing and understanding that those times are going to pass mm. for sure. Um, so I think it's, it's one of those things that, comes with time being able to uh a recognize it when it comes to the surface right like um i had a counselor that taught me you know when that stuff comes up like you really have to ask yourself like what is this you know what i mean is this is this anger okay so this is anger this is what anger feels like yeah. and that was one of the, the the most crazy things and this is something that i talked about when i was nearly sober man is having that ability to feel you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know what those feelings were. Yeah. You know what I mean? So kind of labeling like, <clears throat> okay, this is anger. You know what I mean? And then delving deeper into that and saying, okay, where is this coming from? And 99% of the time it was from within because my expectations weren't met. You know what I mean? I was expecting something else to happen, right? Um it's just, it, it, I think it's one of those things that comes with time. Yeah. For sure. Being able to deal with that. And, 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 and like I said, dude, like I still deal with that shit on the daily. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this, no, it's really good. And like recognizing it and it, it's, it's, um, it's great. You brought this up and because I was just working on some of this recently and I was going over, um, some of the work I've been doing with the, the 30 day program. Right. And one of the days in there, um, is, uh, is it's day 21, I think. And it's called raw R a W W identifying your warning signs. And I came up with this like mm -hmm. acronym, like fresh off of, um, 
like getting really pissed off at one of my kids one day. And it was just like, they weren't doing, I don't even remember exactly what it was. I think I talked about it on a, on a old, old podcast. Um, or not even that old, maybe, you know, within the year or so. Um, but like, and, and then I realized like, dude, like you're not like, you have to think about the stuff. So what, so it was crazy. And then I was like, so the, the R in raw, it's R A W W stands for recognize how I'm feeling. Right. So like, okay, I'm pissed off right now. And I'm going to say like, okay, wait, I'm, I'm angry. And then the A is acknowledge and accept that it's okay to feel. Because normally mm. I'm like, oh man, like I, you know, I'll get mad at myself or not even recognize it at all. So now I'm going to acknowledge it and I'm going to accept that, it, okay, it's okay that you're angry right now, Shane. And then I'm going to ask myself, that's the why or the, the W, the first W, like, why am I feeling like this? So man, well, I'm feeling like this because, you know, my daughter didn't do what she was asked to do. Then she got an attitude and then it just blew up into this big thing. Okay. That's why I'm feeling like that. And then now the last W, what do I need to do? Like, how do I need to make adjustments here? Do I need to go apologize? Do we need to have a conversation about this? Do we need to set up some different rules that fit? You know what I mean? So you, you have like that breakdown, but then I noticed what it also did is it made me like step back and breathe a little bit and actually think rather than just act on that raw emotion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, man, and, and it's worked. I've used it many, many times since in, especially in instances when I get pissed off because it's like a reset, you know, I'm like, okay, wait, I can step back and like, let me just, let me just think, I guess it's, it, it kind of ties in with that response versus reacting. We learned a lot about that mm -hmm. in treatment because I'll blow up on a reaction and then I'm a jackass, you know? Yeah. Crazy. No, I think, dude, and that was something that I was going to say too, man, is that that whole process of turning um, reactionary behavior into response, um, responsive behavior, you know what I mean? And that comes with that whole process, the raw process, or um, that acknowledgement, like, okay, so what is this feeling? This is anger. Like labeling it, like it's okay to fucking put a label on it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like a lot of the times what I ask myself is like, okay, I'm angry. And then I ask, you know, like, what was my ex expectation? What was, what did I want? And then what was the intention there? Like, yeah. was that intention to be a self-serving intention or was that intention, uh, for the greater good of, of the things that are around me? You know what I mean? And if I'm able to answer those three questions, um, that it, that gives me the time to actually like look at it and examine it right on what's going on. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it's definitely, um, a practice of being mindful of that emotion as it arises. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so before it comes up and I, bro, like I will tell you, man, like I, I just had a, a, a battle of anger uh, probably like two months ago, um, you know, it was with the health healthcare system mm. and I was trying to get some service from, you know, my healthcare provider and it just, things weren't like lining up the way that I thought that they should have in my head. Um, and I fucking blew up. Like I lost my shit with the nurse on the end, on the other end of the phone, right. To the point to where they were like, uh, 
you know, I, I lost my shit on him and then I hung up and I got a call probably like 10 minutes later. It was the fucking Placer County Sheriff. Oh, wow. like, hey, we're doing a wellness check on you. And it was that yeah. moment I was like, God damn, yeah. Seth, like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is not who you are. Mm. You know what I mean? And I was able to talk about that um, with another alcoholic. I was actually able to talk about it with two other alcoholics. And only to, only to get it out there and be like, I still have a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, maybe I will never be perfect at it, but being able to recognize that when that came up and then, you know, God forbid, like the, the gal on the other end of the phone, you know what I mean? For one, she's doing her best. Yeah. For two, she's at her place of employment where she feeds her family. Mm-hmm. That's how she puts a roof over her head. And you got some asshole on the other end of the fucking line that has this entitlement. Like you need to serve me and I'm not being served. Those are words that came out of my mouth, dude. And um, I've really had to kind of check myself and be like, well, Oh my God, dude. Like what the fuck did I just do? I'm, I'm all for being our own advocates for things, right? Because sometimes we do have to push a little bit to um, take care of ourselves or get what we need to get done. But it's, it's a really good point. And thank you for sharing that, by the way, too, because I know a situation like that might not always be easy to talk about because we know that we were in the wrong about something. And we're like, dude, like, that's not, like you said, that's not me. But we get lost in that moment, that moment, that fit, that um, frustration on what, and, and then add, we can just add to the fact here that there's a lot of stress and a lot of things going on right now in people's lives that is very abnormal to what we've seen prior to years before all this crap was going on, you know? So, um, you have that in there, but I think that, I think that when we, when we learn like how to control some of those emotions, or at least maybe we don't learn, like you said, and be perfect in them, but when we start to become more aware of them, then we can start to respond better versus like reacting. You know what I mean? And it's just part of it, man. We just got to, sometimes we got to screw some things up and make some wrong moves. And then we go, wait a minute. All right. I'm, I know I'm not going to do that again. I might do it like that, but I'm going to adjust a little bit here. You know what I mean? We're just trying to get better and um, do the best we can, just like she was trying to do the best she could. So, well, and and too, bro, like I I truly believe like, not that I don't take full responsibility for, for my actions in that because I do. But on the other hand, like I truly feel that I needed to work on that a little bit more and a little bit better. Something happened that allowed me to act like that because to be a hundred percent honest, like that was very out of character for me just as um even when i was in my addiction even when i was drinking like i was so fucking mad and i i can't remember the last time i was that mad Mm. you know what i mean i think that that was a wake-up call like hey you need to work on this like this is something that you need to put a little bit more work into it and you know it's it's something that i'm still working on right and i had to go back to some old like therapy sessions 
uh, where I had notes, you know what I mean? That um, talked about like taking that time, yeah. recognizing the feeling, putting a fucking name on it, putting a label on it, and then, you know, delving deeper into it. And I think, you know, a lot of times like people out there are probably like, Oh, you know, I, when I'm in the heat of the moment, I don't have the time or the ability to close my eyes and, and, and put, put a name on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think for the most part, if you just try it, you'll be surprised what a simple breath could do oh, as yeah. long as you're, you know, you have that clear mind and clear head to have that ability yeah. to take that breath for sure. It says that in the, in the big book, right? We pause we yeah. we stop you know we ask for direction from god i mean i'm not hitting it verbatim but like we have to we have to take a minute and just step back a little bit um i know you're i know you lead um at work you're a leader at work you lead other other dudes like how do you deal with somebody who's not doing what the hell you need them to do <laughs> or not doing it the way that, that it needs to be done like that's a good question, I think, for dudes out there too who are also maybe in construction, maybe they're in the office. It's really um, just two different cultures, I guess, at some point. But the the concept is the same. We have a team of dudes or a team of people that we need to get a job done. But you know, these two aren't aren't doing their part of it. Like, how do you deal with that without getting pissed off? So. I mean, that's kind of a loaded question, right? <laughs> kind of. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the times, you know, I'll, I'll kind of share my own experiences, my own training and education, you know, because I like, bro, I'm at the, we're at an age where we're not the youngest guy on the job anymore. Yeah. Um, we're, we're that dude that has, you know, a little bit more experience and we're not the oldest guy on the job anymore. So we, we, we can move a little bit faster than the oldest guy on the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, um, being able to show, share my experience, um, and kind of explain why I think it's important. And then just be like, this is how I think it should be done. But you know, we are both journeymen or we're both on the same level. Right. So do how you're going to do it. If you need help, I'm here for you. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is just letting people know who may or may not be on the same path. Like, this is what works for me. I'm here for you if you need it. Um, and if you fuck it up, like, I'm probably going to have to fix your shit. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. if if you get to a point to where you, you think you're fucking it up too much, like, just stop. You know what I mean? So so that's that's how I take care of that in the in the professional arena. Um, I think it's, it's very important to communicate, you know what I mean? In, in just a personal, right? Like if someone's not doing what I think that they should be doing, um, it's important. It, it's okay to communicate why you think something should be done in a certain manner or way. And then allow, like say your piece and then be okay with whatever the outcome may be. Um, or, or try to be, you know what I mean? And I think it goes back to that um, knowing and understanding that uh, life has good moments that bring us happiness and joy. And then life has not so good moments that, you know, could bring that anger and frustration, right? right. And then knowing and understanding that both of those are impermanent in nature, right? So the only thing that's permanent is change. Um, and if, if you're able to be with, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, um, and, and allow that to go through its process, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
it, it, it's going to come to an end, like regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, so basically what you're saying though, too, I think that's, this is what I heard towards the end. Cause it's, um, it, I think this is important is we deal with things differently in, I mean, we try to, we try to deal with them on a pretty level basis but that fluctuates depending on how spiritually fit we are and how good mm. we're doing in our own place. Because one thing that I might be able to handle one day, that same exact thing four days down the road, and I just, you know, let something get to me and, and I might blow up at it when it has nothing to do with the person or the thing. It's because I'm dealing with my own shit. And now I'm taking it out on that person. That's kind of what you were saying, right? I'm just kind of trying to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Like, um, you know, and I've talked about this on the podcast. It's been a while, but like, uh, this is a funny one. Jess still, t- I think it's Jess. It may be Lucy now at this point, still puts the damn toilet paper roll upside down. I want it to go over the top. They put it below. So you got to pull from the bottom and I have to switch it every time. And for a while, some days I'm like, oh, look at this. They did it again. They put, oh, that's cool. I'll just turn it over. And other days I'm like, dude, what? Like, man, are you kidding me right now? It needs to go over the top. You know, it's like stupid example, but hey, you know, it works, right? We all do things differently. And, 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 yeah, so it's a, it's a pet peeve thing, right? So the, the thing for me was the dishes in the sink, yeah. right? Like, because it's so hard to fucking yeah. rinse your dish and put it in the goddamn dishwasher, right? I know, I know. And then, so I had to come to this point, you know what I mean? That I, no matter what I did, I wasn't going to convince the people in my house to wash their dishes (laughs) and put them in the dishwasher. So I had two choices to make. One, I could be fucking pissed off at it, right? Or two, I could just take the time and do it myself, you know what I mean? And and. And I know that maybe that's, you know, kind of given in a little bit, but it's those things like that that are so minor, so minute in the grand scheme of things. I used to get so fucking worked up about it to where, bro, I'm not shitting you. Like that shit would ruin a day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. uh, And it it would just create that snowball effect for sure. So, um, you know, I I, and to kind of go full circle back with that with that question, man, I think. You know, obviously, it's a, it's a process. Um, if I were to put my two cents into it, um, I think the biggest thing for me is knowing and understanding that we're faced with good and we're faced with bad. You know what I mean? And knowing and understanding that the bad times are going to come and go just um, in the same manner that the good times are going to come and go. And as long as you understand that... Um, that may be able to curb that anger and frustration for a little bit. Uh, yeah. And the, the other thing too, like this is a, a big one, man, is um, usually it's, it's other people that piss us off and make her angry or they, or they give us a frustration, knowing and understanding that that other person is going through the exact same experience as you are, but different, right? So we are all um, kind of in this human experience, just trying to, I don't know, make a way, make our way through this craziness of what we call life. You know what I mean? Like we're all, we're all the same, but so different, right? Like we all have emotions. We all feel, you know what I mean? And I think once you're, 
when I'm able to recognize that, um, if someone pisses me off, recognize that they're human as well, uh, it, it makes it so much easier, right? Yeah. Like the tailgater, the people that's fucking riding my ass, like break check them. Yeah, break dude, check. It's, it's, it, yeah, break check them, and it's irritating. Like so, my my response is I slow the fuck down, yeah, right, so they could get even closer. You know what yeah. I mean? But so so the other thing that's is funny. like I don't know what that dude is like. He's trying to get to the hospital. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on in his life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And to make a judgment um, on what's going on in his life for just for him tailgating me, uh, I think that's, you know, that, that could lead to a, a lot of things, dude. And, yeah. and, and, you know, taking it like taking that shit personal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to slow this. I'm going to show this fucking guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, Take it yeah, personal, so, man. Yeah, that's a big one. That'll, uh, and, and it's not even a personal attack, you know not, what I mean? Uh-uh, it's not at all. Um, you know, with the di- back, I want to go back to the dishes thing real quick because you you reminded me of something that's funny. We have a buddy, you know Ray, and uh, I remember yeah. him saying he when he was when we were in high school, and uh, you know he wouldn't he wouldn't put his dishes in the sink. His stepdad would he'd come home. And he'd have a huge pile of dirty dishes on his bed. <laughs> Here you go, bro. Kevin, he'd go, he'd take them all out of the sink and then he'd go put, put the, put them all in there. Here you go. Here's your dishes, bro. <laughs> it's like, and it's, I don't know. I've always remembered that as hilarious. I, I don't think I've done it yet. I've wanted to at times too, but actually yeah. they're doing pretty good with the dishes in the new, in the new spot lately, which is awesome. They've kind of adapted and that's actually from, from Jess too. She just was saying that this morning, uh, excuse me, whose fork and knife is this in the sink? What, what? You can't put it in the dishwasher. You can't. And she'll say, yeah, that's all right. All right. I think it was mine too, by the way. I think it was my fork. and oh, knife, yeah. So I had to go oh, put yeah. it back in there, but yeah dude man, well, and the, other thing, the other thing too man that i you know that i love asking myself like is it really that fucking serious you know yeah. what i mean like is this fork or bowl in the sink is this worth a fucking argument like do i you know it's that whole thing like picking and choosing your battles man and yeah you know at the end of the day dude when i ask myself like man is this really that fucking serious the, mm-hmm. the answer is typically nah yeah. it's not you know what i mean um yeah. So, yeah, and then and then you know going back to the to the healthcare provider thing, you know, once uh, I was able to cool off and and kind of speak, uh, you know, to the to the other person on the other end of the phone, you know, with some dignity and you know be a human being and yeah. be nice. Um, I was served, you know, quote unquote served. Uh, <laughs> in in the manner that i thought that i should have been and it was actually like really refreshing you know what i mean and that was just kind of part of that whole process of me blowing up like going back and looking at like what was my part you know what i mean and trying to you know clean that up i wish i could have called the poor lady you know what i mean and yeah. and apologized but you know unfortunately with like fucking corporate healthcare, right oh, like yeah, good luck never, with that you'll, yeah. you'll never talk to the same person ever again so so here um, Here's the question though. Had you not blown and I'm not con, I'm not uh uh validating the behavior by any means, but had you not blown up, would you have gotten served? Is the question. Because I I mean <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying though? Because and I think that went that goes back to my point earlier when we have to be advocates. My my mom works in healthcare 
she's not a doctor or a nurse or anything, but she's been in that industry for a long time. And man, I remember being a kid and her telling me this, like when, you know, when you deal with healthcare stuff, medical stuff, you always have to be your own advocate because when you, when you factor in corporate and people and organizations and corporate rules and stuff, she would always say, that's the biggest thing. You always be your own advocate. Otherwise you won't get what you need to get done, you know? So I'm not can you know I'm not can uh, saying that you know we need to get pissed off and yell and scream and stuff, but you know who knows who knows if you would have got it. I guess kind of another loaded question for you, but well, I, I, dude, I think there are like there's there's a good way and a bad way to go about yeah. it, right? So like yep. in that instance with my healthcare provider, you know, bad, right? <laughs> I have another issue, you yeah. know what I mean, with um some some stuff going on right now. Right. And mm -hmm. trying to get a hold of a provider to come and take care of some of their shit. Yeah. Right. On my property, you know, mm. I was able to make calls, right. Like on a regular basis, that old term, the squeaky wheel gets the grease or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and, and finally the service, you know, that, I, that I've been asking to get, you know, it's supposed to happen tomorrow. We'll see if that really goes down. Oh, nice. But, uh, you nice. know, and That's that was, all those conversations that I had, I spoke in a very um, quote unquote professional and dignified manner as, as much yeah. as Seth Manter can. Yeah. You know what I mean? But while and, still and, being and assertive, being like, right? Like, what's that? Like while still being assertive and like, um, you know, you, you have, you have something you need done and it's important. Yes. And, and, but, yeah. but you're doing it in a professional manner is what you're saying versus, just hauling off and losing it and just yelling. Cause that's not going to really solve anything. Yeah. So like, I, I really struggle with dropping F bombs. You know what I mean? I don't think in any of the 15 conversations I said, fuck one time, mm. you know what I mean? So, and it's just, it's just one of those things like really being in the moment and, yeah. and being your own advocate in a, in a professional and, you know, like assertive manner, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and treating the other person on the other end of the line, with dignity and respect because the other person on the other line, um, you know, this is something that I, I really truly believe in, man. Like they're just trying to make their way through life as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. unfortunately, um, life requires us to go to work and make fucking money so that we could just have the essentials to get by. You know what I mean? And if I'm able to recognize that other person on the other line, like if that was my mom or my daughter, yeah. you know what I mean? Would I want some fucking asshole talking to them like that? No. You know what I mean? So why is it okay for me to be an asshole and talk to yeah. someone's daughter or mom yeah. in that same manner? You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's kind of like the, the golden rule or whatever. You know what I mean? One, uh, you know, one thing that I learned recently, um, that it has really helped me to step back in those situations. It actually came from Ed, um, Ed Lattimore. He's in our mastermind group, just a great dude, man. And, um, a lot of good insight and stuff. And we were talking one day, um, about, about how to, how to be leaders, um, how to lead, but then also how do you solve problems when there are disagreements or there's an issue with something? Mm -hmm. Right. And one of the things he said, and it was so simple, but I, I had never kind of framed it up like this before. And I think it kind of relates to taking things personal. He kind of, he, well, he said 
like if you have a, a another person and you have an issue with them or something happened or there's there's some sort of conversation that needs to happen keep in mind i'm not attacking the person i'm attacking the issue so mm. or, or vice versa this person's not attacking me shane raymer personally not not the guy not the thing we're attacking this issue and we're going to try to do it together and we're going to try to do it respectfully and we may disagree on things we may even argue a little bit but we're going to do it in a manner that's that's um you know respectful so we can solve the problem and it's not a personal thing and so i've thought about that a lot because there's been a couple situations where um i've had to go back to that and go wait a minute like this ain't about me it's not about this person it's just about how do we solve this problem so it kind of takes the personability out of the situation and helps to solve it faster rather than being so emotional about it and getting pissed off about it and mind you this is easier said than done by the way i you know i'm sure that you understand that like in the moment but that's why we talk about because I, I feel like even talking about this stuff we grow in these conversations i remember this shit, and i remember it yeah. when it comes up and it oh yeah I remember when we talked about that. Boom, I can use this right now, you know, in this moment. So it's it's good it's good stuff. It's good to talk about this kind of stuff. Love it. Well, no, and bro, and and too man, like that's one of my favorite sayings. Like I'm I'm pretty good at this at, at work. Um I just need to get better at it in my personal life. But one of my favorite sayings, dude, is like leaving personalities out of it. Like yeah. let's attack the 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 root of the problem. And I don't even I don't even care who the fuck is involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to know what the problem is. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about how we solve that. Like I don't want to talk about how we fix Bill to not ever fucking do that again. Let's yeah. take that issue out of the equation altogether so that Bill, Dick, and Harry will never do that again. Like I'm not just trying to fix fix Bill, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's you know, a lot of times, dude, that is the first time first thing that I will say is leaving personalities out of it mm. what was the problem or you know what i mean like yeah what's the issue at i don't know yeah what, what what exactly is the issue and i think that that's when when we're able to attack the issue rather than the person itself and i feel you know a lot of times like when i was on the phone with the healthcare provider like yeah. i was attacking the other person on the other line rather than the fucking issue yeah. you know yeah maybe i thought i was attacking the issue as the primary but really when i look at it man i was attacking the person on the other end of the line as the primary and then yeah. the issue secondary so it's yeah, good yeah i think that's i think that's that's yeah. so rad dude so yeah part of that you know that anger and but i i i truly believe in my heart of hearts dude it, it all begins with the expectation like what is oh, yeah what is my and what is the uh, you know like what is my intent you know what i mean and i think if i go through life with um zero to minimal expectations and good intentions that yeah i mean yeah there'll there'll be some frustrating and and you know not so pleasurable feelings but for the most part man like i'm that's when i'm like at my best yeah yep me too. Me too. Expectations are the enemy, you know, in most cases, at least in my experience, they have been. It's better when I just do my best, put one foot in front of the other, try to keep moving along, you know. Um, well, dude, we're already, uh, already done an hour and 15 minutes. It's been great, man. So happy to have you back on. Um, oh, it's been shit. a great little catch up. I know. Uh, uh oh, did, did we did you lose me there? 
There we go. I got you. Okay, cool. Um, hey, I thought maybe we could give a little shout out to our boy Chris too, out there in the U.S. Coast Guard. Who's out in where's he at? Maryland right now, or I know he's somewhere deep. He's coming back to the Bay Area or to to Southern California here soon. But um, just wanted to give him a little love. He's doing great. Um, I know you guys have been keeping in touch too, and um, also uh, our buddy our buddy Ray. I know I mentioned this recently. Our buddy Ray just had, uh, I think, five months uh, without alcohol, which is amazing. And um, I just bring those two guys up. I think Chris is right around a year and, and Ray's five months. And, uh, you know, there's so many dudes out there who are, we're all in different experiences. We're all at different levels in our um, in our uh, recovery or alcohol-free lives or sobriety, however we want to frame it up. Um, but I just want to say for the dude out there who's struggling or who's like questioning, like, dude, a life without alcohol in it, without poisoning in it, without numbing our feelings and emotions and stunting our growth and, um, really, uh, really stunting our, our consciousness in, in our day to day, man, it's a hundred percent possible. Um, Seth and I are living proof of that. Um, and we got a, we got a bunch of other dudes out there who are doing the same stuff and, um, there's a lot of support around it and it's a, it's an amazing community and, uh, man, I just encourage anybody, man, reach out if you need some help. Um, we got a bunch of resources at that and, uh, you can reach out to Seth. You can reach out to me. You can find us on locals, um, all kinds of good stuff, man. And, uh, also Seth, just want to tell you, thank you, bro. I love you. Thanks for coming on. Any final words, uh, before we wrap up today? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just piggyback on that, like th- throw Chris and Ray some props, man. Like, so Chris, Chris was basically sailing around the U.S., <laughs> yeah. uh, taking his, you know, his boat from San Francisco over to Maryland, right, and and stayed sober through the whole that that whole trip, awesome. right. So, um, you know, was it was out to sea most of the time and, and pulled into some foreign ports. Oh. So if he's if he's able to do that, you know, on a ship uh, away from, you know, you know community or group, you know, I think, I think anything can. And, and, and two, man, like, you know, um, Ray, man, to be able to take that step, you know what I mean? That's, that's probably one of the hardest things, you know, and, and just speaking from experience, that was one of the hardest things that I had to do. Um, I, I, I'm super proud of him too, man. And I, I think, you know, the biggest thing, man, if, if you need help, just ask, you know what I mean? There's, there's plenty of people that are, are, are willing to, um, kind of lead you and show you the way, but, uh, yeah, hit, hit me up on, on the locals. Uh, what's up kid? Say what's up to Seth. Hi Seth. <laughs> what's up dude? Hey, I like that dude. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, did you beat dad at golf the other day or what? What? Yeah. I got to put, did you? let's put this. Oh, in. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, let's check. How, how was the golf game the other day? It was good. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Talking to the mic here. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Right on, right on. Did fun. you get, hit some hit, hit hit some balls far at the driving range? Get some good drives in? Yeah. <laughs> He's right doing on. good. He's about to start some baseball. We're playing a little golf, you know? Uh, dude, you just uh, got yeah. he had jujitsu tonight, dude. This dude's like a beast in jujitsu, just kicking butt, huh? Doing pretty good. Yep, Having I, fun with it. I think I'm good. What'd you do tonight? Did you put anyone in any chokes or yeah, a couple chokes. <laughs> so, out of the three, which is your which is your favorite? Would you say? Um, I think golf. golf really? Yeah, that's good. To, good to know. All right. Yeah. I really like golf. You going to bed? 
I'm gonna come tuck you in just a minute. All right. All right. Love you, buddy. Best buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Say bye to Seth. Bye, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, <clears throat> good, good stuff, bro. I really appreciate it coming on the show. Good to uh, catch up. Loved our coffee date the other day, by the way, too, dude. So fun. I noticed how yeah. great of a listener you are, by the way, too. I know I said that in the text, but I really appreciated that. I really needed somebody that I trusted and a good homie to like just listen that day. So I hope I didn't rape your ear too hard. Um, nah, but. <laughs> bro. I, I always enjoy. I always enjoy our time. You know what yeah. I mean. And like I told you, bro, Mel's been telling me like. I don't need you to fix my shit. Just listen to me, right? So I've really been yeah. trying to hone in on that skill for sure. So I, I thank yeah. you for, you know, being my guinea pig. And like, I, you know, this is always a great honor, man, to come on, on the podcast, man, and watching it grow from, yeah. you know, <clears throat> where you started in 2014 to where you're at now in 2022. Like, you Thanks, sound man. like a fucking pro. Um, and, 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 you know, all the people that, you know, that get something out of, uh, the podcast and the people that you're helping. I just want to recognize yeah. that in you. And, um, Thanks, you know, man. the people that are reaching out for help, like that's so, so rad. It's a great start, man. And I will tell everyone out there, you know what I mean? That, um, the doors of life open up once we, um, stop drinking and, and, and burying our, our souls. The, the, I hate to carry on, but the, the, uh, Thanks. the Arabic term of, how do you say it? alcohol? Yeah. Alcohol. That was so like eye opening and refreshing and it's so true. Yeah. So crazy. True. I'm glad I'm glad you yeah. you heard that. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy one. My my, my mom actually sent that to me. Um and it, yeah, it was it was kind of mind blowing. I was like, wow. It it was and it wasn't at the same time because it makes sense. It made so much sense when you actually um, you know, heard about that. So um, what is your handle on locals? If folks want to hit you up and follow you on there or whatever, Seth, the gaff. All right. Seth, I don't the know gaff. where, I don't know where I came up as Seth, the gaffla. So it's S E F F V G A F F. So that's it. Okay. Seth, the gaff. And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes too, if anyone wants to uh, copy and paste it there or take a note of it. But um, once again, man, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, bro. Love you. Appreciate you. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we do it again a couple more times this year for sure. Yeah, right on. Thanks, buddy. All right. Um, thanks for tuning in today. Would love it if you told a friend about the show. If you got a friend who uh, looking maybe to uh, cut out alcohol out of their lives, if you're tired of drinking, you can head on over to quitdrinkingdude.com. If you're interested in a 30-day program, you're looking for some more professional treatment options, be sure to holler at Promises. we got those links in the show notes as well. Instagram, at that sober guy podcast. Once again, join the local sober guy group. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Peace and love and respect and keep your blood clean.